One Nation. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio, hosted by me, Richard Latta. I'm a writer on WhatCulture.com and PWMania.com, and one man, Jack of all trades. And James Boyd, who's never met a sports debate he didn't like. We're a pro wrestling podcast, a sports podcast, a music podcast, all rolled in one. If you want to send us feedback or questions, our Twitter information is as follows. At One Nation Radio, at DangerRich32, or at jdizzy87. If you want to email us also, we take questions at radio1nation at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show now on iTunes. The link is in our Twitter bio. Or you can check the right side of the page at onenationradio.podomatic.com. Please rate it and tell a friend. A couple other sites you can find us at for instant streaming and more are onenationsports.wordpress.com or foreverwrestling.tumblr.com. And if you want to get with us immediately, check out the Wrestling Circle on Facebook. Now that you've heard how to reach us, let's get to the show. One Nation Radio! Welcome to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, sitting here looking over the show script. Uh, see, we're going to go off with the pressing. Off the more the music, we're going to start off with the pressing. So uh, I guess just like, I guess do we just wait, wait until the music runs off or do we just keep talking over this? Um, How was your day, Rich? It was cool. Um, <laughs> Can't really talk about those devil warriors. It's tough. It's tough. Um, but uh, welcome to One Nation Radio, everybody. I'm one of y'all Rich. So here with James. Um, we had a very bittersweet week in wrestling. Um, we had, of course, you know, the Hall of Fame. We had WrestleMania 30. And then we had, you know, a wonderful Monday Night Raw. And then we had the Death of the Ultimate Warrior. So that's where we'll begin. Um, first, um, obviously, it's shocking whenever someone dies um in the wrestling community death usually it's not that shocking yeah but in ultimate warrior's case i would say that it's very shocking it's about as shocking as a death has ever been it didn't include you know the aside from the one heart thing cause right we saw him three days in a row you know what i mean and yes. the very next day all of a sudden boom like hold on yeah i thought i was being worked Really? Like, Why would they do a work like that? That's the dumbest thing you could do. Well, mind you, I told you the story. I rolled over at 1 a.m. It was my birthday on um, April 9th in the you know in the morning. I had, like, nodded off, like, I'll say maybe, like, 11 o'clock at night. So I rolled over, and then, you know, my phone's going off like crazy. Um, and then I noticed one of my notifications on the TeamStream app. says, uh, you know, WWE confirms Hall of Famer, you know, uh, Ultimate Warriors passed away. I was like, that's bullshit. Like, just like, I, I didn't think WWE was working this, but, you know, just a work in the sense of, I don't believe this shit. Like, really? <clears throat> well, for me, um, I ended up getting a notification about it on, um, on Facebook or something from someone, and I looked at it, and I was like, that looks like garbage. So I was like, eh, that's weird, because, you know, this is ran- it's a random person, you right. know? Uh, so then I decided to, to go on Twitter and look at it. Then also I saw um, that ESPN uh, Sports Center actually pronounced him dead. I was like, well, 
they're not in the business of putting over. Yeah, he ain't like, never coming back. Yeah, like yeah, they say he's dead. He's dead. Like that's actual news publication as opposed to TMZ or WWE trying to feed you whatever. Right. So I was like, oh, wow, he's actually dead. So then you know, I started talking to a few people, you know, um, and text texting back and forth, people spreading news and um, people like, like I can't believe like he's just. He was just, I saw him on Broad just less than 24, or just, you know, yeah. like, what, 28 hours ago. That's weird. Um, the first question I want to just ask about him, like, what did he, what did the Ultimate Warrior, like, mean to you? And, like, what did he mean in the landscape of wrestling? Well, for me, I was, um, growing up, he was, like, the, the earliest I can remember back and start remembering wrestling, because I'm, you know, I was born in 87, he was my favorite wrestler. He was in front of Hogan, uh, which is saying something. He was he was just the biggest dude to me. Like I, you know, the old wrestling buddies they had back in the day. Like um, I had a wrestling I, buddy. I, I had the Warrior wrestling buddy. That's the only one I had. Right. Uh, in like from that my childhood memory, and that's pretty much what comes was coming down to with most people. Most people's childhood memories are Warrior. Like um, because right. at that point in time with the explosion of wrestling, most people that are you know of that millennial age and like the key demographic of now, they remember the, the you know, that golden age of like the eighty you know, WrestleMania through WrestleMania or to the you know, the steroid problem right. ninety three, ninety two or whatever. So And with the difference in our ages, I think it's a is unique the way I look at Warrior as compared to you. I was born in eighty nine and just that flash, you know, war was gone, like when I started watching wrestling. So yeah. I was the person where I was you know, I was a kid. I was a irregular kid. Um, I was going to the video store and rent, re-renting, you know, every pay-per-view in sequential order. So the first match I ever saw at Ultimate Warrior was him versus the Honky Tonk Man when I rented SummerSlam '88. Yeah, and then I was like, "Who the hell is this nigga?" Like, <laughs> like he, you know, I watched it actually last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, Honky Tonk is selling out. You know, people must have hated Honky Tonk Man back then, bro. <laughs> From what I heard, he was the biggest. I mean, I only. Watch maybe a handful of matches, but he was like the number one heel. He wanted to go get that man. Yeah, I mean, it's fake Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> it's fake Elvis. He said, "You know, you bring me anybody out of that locker room." Now all of a sudden, that man's music hits, and, and they lost their mind. Super turned up, uh, and then I was like, oh, "Okay, well, all right, I should just, you know, I'll start looking at this guy." Um, and then, you know, eventually you go through and see all the squash matches and beating people down. Like, he always looked cool. Like, and I was a kid then, and then you would see him pop back up on WWE around that time, like, after WrestleMania 12, but he kind of wasn't the same. Uh, but I, he definitely had an impact on, you know, what I was looking at. I was like, wow, they really let him beat Hulk Hogan. He pretty much influenced the entire, um, like, the Rockers. Like, all that, pretty much that entire color scheme going on of, like, the early 90s of, like, the, how do I say, like, the bright neon colors and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And they was making yeah. uh, making warrior ripoffs, like, those music, uh, like, the Rockers music yeah, was exactly. just, you know, you know a little bit different riff of uh, Warriors music. And to me, like, the, he, the music, like, that's why we started the show with it. Um, you can hit that at any time, anywhere. Everyone will instantly know what it is. And I can picture like a team, like you know, coming out the locker room, you know, in a football game to Ultimate Warriors music. Um, <laughs> his uh, Hall of Fame speech, um, I rewatched it because originally I nodded off from it. It was just such a long show, and at the end, like it was, it was just tough to get through. 
But um, I rewatched it back and saw him, you know, taking the shots at Ted DiBiase. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Bret Hart was quoted over the weekend was saying, you know, he wish he would have been able to get the Warrior. Um, he didn't, you know, they didn't cross paths, like, for whatever reason. Um, in Warrior, I was expecting him to come out there and just, you know, totally repay everybody, you know, give everyone the world's biggest receipt, you know, after all the burying they did of him, you know, over the years. But he seems like he kind of matured, during, you know, in his time away. And he was like, all right, this is the situation. It is what it is. But, you know, y'all can't deny what I did for this business. Kiss my ass. Well, the thing that comes with that is um, it's similar to an athlete's thing, except even more. Um, you know, as a you know as a big time athlete, guys tend to have longer like a ten year career. Well, typically guys in wrestling they they might wrestle for twenty years, but their impact is really only on, on a grand scheme is only like a maybe like a five year even shorter. Like for example, uh, Austin's run. Right. Austin's run is like from ninety six to and then he petered out at like two. 2001, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, Rock, he had his run from, what, 99 to, what, 2001? 2002. Like, guys don't really last long unless you're, like, Hogan or Cena. Yeah. Um, So, Warrior only lasted a year. Uh, Less than that, actually. Uh, Or 88 till 90, and then... Yeah, I'll give him SummerSlam until about... Yeah. So about, you know, a little bit after WrestleMania 6. So the thing with that is, it's pretty much um, why people, um, in, on a large scheme of things, pretty when athletes, they get inducted to the Hall of Fame, that's pretty much, a, they're essentially like, they're they're eulogizing themselves before they're essentially dead in, to the eyes of mo- the mainstream media. Right. Never, unless they do something that gets them in trouble, or they're on TV, <laughs> they're never going to be you know, thought of really outside of, you know, that the area that they performed in. Uh-huh. Um, well, wrestling is similar is similar to that, except it's even more because when they think of you, they think of you as, uh, they don't ever expect you to get old. They look at you as the person you were when you, you know, have this crazy physique when you're in the Hell. ring. And then once you turn, once you turn a particular age, it's kind of like, wow, it's sad. And that's pretty much why the, people still love Hogan. One, one more match. Yeah, and that's why, because... When you see Hogan, for example, and he still has 24-inch pythons, people are still like, wow, that's still Hogan. That's great, as opposed yeah. to uh, someone like Piper. Yeah, it's, got, it's, it's got smaller, or someone, or even someone like <laughs> Flair. So, yeah, that, so like, it's... So like people were, um, like, boo-hoo crying, like, I hear over Warrior dying, like, and that wasn't my first reaction. Like, I figured out, you know, whenever Flair and Hogan go... You know, Lord yeah. forbid, it's gonna be it's gonna be a sad day out in One Nation Radio, let alone everywhere else. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, I think this is well, Macho Man, like the two guys in, like superstars of an era when wrestling exploded. Like those were the first two guys, and the reason why I think Warrior was bigger than Macho, even though Macho meant more to two people, is the fact of. I mean, it was just so sudden and. I mean, you saw Warrior was today. more simplified. Like, well, it, he was a supernova. Yeah, he, he came in, he was hotter than the sun, and then he was was gone, and then you never saw him again. As opposed to Macho was there for 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 a long ass like, time. Yeah, time. yeah. Um, and like it, like it was, it was more simple. Like you know, big guy runs to the ring, shakes the ropes, squash match, it's over. You know, cranked up face paint. You know, I my mom sent me a picture of me as a kid with face paint, like the Ultimate Warrior. 
like uh, sometime in the last week. <laughs> I have to show it to you. Um, that final Raw appearance where he like he doesn't run to the ring. He uh, some people try to say you know he looked sick the night before anyway. Well, I would I didn't think that. I was just like you know he was just you know. He's old, like you know, for a fifty-four-year-old man. That sounds nah. He looked fine. Yeah, it's like you know. I thought it was cool. He put on the jacket, and then he, you know, he put on the mask. You know, got a, you know, he was gonna sell that merch, pretty much. They're still gonna sell that merch. Oh yeah, uh, Monday Night Raw. I'm hearing tomorrow will be an Ultimate War tribute show. So there's like a lot of guys that have recorded interviews, and also on the network they're gonna be doing Ultimate like a four-part series of Ultimate War tributes. So like. Make sure you guys take, you know, make sure if you're into the whole warrior thing, um, take a look at that. But um, I just want to say rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior. Um, I bought the DVD recently, and I watched a lot of squash matches. And between that, I watched, I heard heard his interviews, and it was really enlightening um, to see it. I've watched a lot of Ultimate Warrior, you know, off-the-record, you know, videos, like YouTube videos over the years. You know, the one where he dropped that, you know, 55-minute video on Hulk Hogan. Glad to see they made peace before um, his untimely departure. But, um, rest in peace, Warrior. Uh, moving on. Uh, the Yes Movement. WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And it's... It was like a story, and it was a two-part story in one night. Like, you could almost see what they've been doing for the last eight months as a microcosm for what happened at WrestleMania. Um, you get Daniel Bryan and the Triple H match to start the show. Um, they go out there and have what I think is the match of the year thus far. Uh, we say that a lot on One Nation Radio, but it's because we're keeping a running tally. <laughs> um, I watched the Cena um, Cesaro. Like when people say that immediately, I thought to myself, you know, I don't like the knee jerk. I like to, you know, rewatch, and I always rewatch um, stuff. So, right. I um, two the two matches that came to mind when people think of match year before that match was um, to me it was Cesaro versus Cena on Raw in February. And um, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan on Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- I didn't watch the other um, the Royal Rumble match, but I did watch uh, Cesaro um, Cena the other day. Uh, the Daniel Bryan match is better. Like I, I mean, but like and that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head is just that one. So we saw Triple H. Rare fried air, and they're all the moves they're breaking out was like he put him in a chicken wing. Yeah, he, cross face. he did he that. Cross um, face. Josh let me know that crazy ass move he did on the apron. Uh-huh. That used to be George Animal Steel's finishing move. Or something like that. No, no one's seen that move in like 25 years, yeah, so exactly. it might as well be Triple H's now. Yeah, exactly. That like, and he dropped on the apron. It looked like an OMG finisher from the video game. <laughs> like, like Triple H came to play. I don't want to hear anything about you know the internet. You know, saying Triple H is burying people. Look, Triple H just laid out one of the greatest storylines we've ever seen, ever on the fly because that wasn't the plan even as much as two months ago. Like, it was like, oh my god. Like, they were building Darren Bryan to win the title. But CM Punk walking away... Um, Opened the gate for it to happen in this fashion. Yes. Um, and I don't, think it's as, I don't think it matters as much if um, he doesn't fight two matches. Yeah. It's like... How many minutes did he wrestle for? You said like 49 he, he minutes? 49 minutes and some change. Like, the... Uh, 
the uh, he beat he, he beat Triple H fair and square. Stephanie's out there, you know, doing everything in the heel manager book. Yeah. Um. She was um. She was a competent uh Paul Heyman. Pretty, yeah. She's competent. Very competent. Triple H was in phenomenal shape. He shaved his chest. Talk about his intro. I know this is this is your 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 like, part right here. Okay. Um. It's on the short list of greatest WrestleMania entrances ever. Uh. Like, given that. I, like okay, you know how it goes when people they drop stuff for you to pick up on and try to figure out what their plan is for um, when they do certain things. When um, I looked at the King of Kings thing uh, that he came out with at WrestleMania 21, and then he also came not 21, I'm sorry, 22 uh, against um, against Cena. Mm-hmm. Then 27 when he came out with King of Kings again at 20, uh, with against Triple. I'm sorry, Undertaker. Undertaker, and he has the shield and everything, and the for whom the bell tolls plays Metallica. This one was the best version of that, mm-hmm. um, and. Like Lawler drops the, it looks like a Frank Frazetta painting, and then you go back and you Google Frank Frazetta, and you look at, like he's basically playing Conan the Barbarian mm-hmm. in, in a painting, and all the stuff of uh, depicting of you know um, a male at the centerpieces, warrior, and you know, all these trinkets, it's almost like a Game of Thrones, like caught in a picture, and it's there for you to see, and it's happening in slow motion. The music is, is fantastic, and then they cut that off. And then all of a sudden, you know, laser light show. Yes. And it's Triple H all over again. And it's like, wow, this dude's in the best shape he's been in since, like, WrestleMania 29. I'm sorry, 25. Five. Yeah. In, in 09. So it's just... And it was like, you really had that feeling like, oh, my gosh. Triple H is going to win, bro. Especially like, after the two <laughs> weeks leading into the... um the two or, No, three weeks leading in, when he beats the crap out of Brian. He destroys... uh He adds himself to the possibility of being in the main event. Yeah. He, uh, while shitting on Randy Orton and uh, Batista, Batista, and then he cuts that, um, you know... Uh, everybody does things to get over and be stars, but there's, you know, but they never last because there's only the game. The game. Yeah. That's, <laughs> which all is of a sudden, like the, you know. That might be the greatest Hill promo Dave, ever. <laughs> David Shoemaker said it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, obviously he was hyperbole, but yeah. like, I you can ask Rich straight up when once that dropped. I literally, I literally wanted Triple H to win just to see what the hell would happen after this. And the the uh, build up video that he dropped, where he was talking about how Daniel Bryan was just you know he was a, di- a different opponent. He was a 185 pound sawed off guy. Oh yeah, you know. it, yeah. On uh, like Friday or Saturday, um, propaganda. Like yeah, they drop a video of showing his workout process and him doing all this plyometric stuff and him jumping up and down on um doing box jumps and. Uh, doing all this uh Triple H probably dunk by the way. <laughs> doing all this sparring working on this stuff and talking about how like, yeah, you know, I used to train for, you know, my last three WrestleMania's I had to train for three hundred pounders and Brock and Undertaker and now I gotta, you know, train for this like this is easy. Hundred and eighty five sawed off guy and all I gotta you know, I'm working on my fast twitch muscles and you see all the stuff he's doing, and you're like, Wow And then you know, it's just he and in the meantime he's also at the set reveal for WrestleMania with Stephanie and they show it it's like, it was so much stuff going on over that week. It made me like, look, man, I love Daniel Bryan, but I wouldn't mind if, if Triple H <laughs> won just to see what the hell would happen. Like, I was okay. You, look, you, you got a small taste of what would have happened. Look, had, had they, uh, you know, had they beat Daniel Bryan and did the streak? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, like, one thing with the streak ending, you knew they couldn't close the night out. We'll, we'll get know. to that later. Yeah. 
Um, Daniel Bryan versus. Well, before we do that, um, the the match was phenomenal. Instant classic. Yeah. I think it exceeds. I've watched it. I've replayed it twice already. I think it exceeds Brett versus Owen. Yes, it exceeds Brett versus Owen. I said that on the air. Um, I don't think you can. I don't know how that's an argument. Like I, me and you watched that match just, just like two weeks. Yeah. Ago. That that's just. I think you know. It's one of those things that's you know over time. All of the all the ridiculous submissions that were in there. The cross face. Um, tiger the, suplex. The tiger, yes, the tiger suplex. The um, that arm work off of the table. The Daniel Bryan front flip power bomb. Yes, that that happened. The front flip over the top or onto the mat. Um, I'm sorry, down below on Triple H. Uh, it was just so much stuff the post, going on. The post match ass whooping. Yeah, there's, I mean, that, that's just. I'm sorry. That was just a better. That was a better match. Like, it's up there. Like that's somewhere. It has to be one of the 20 best WrestleMania matches. Has to be. Uh, could be higher. Then you know, after Daniel Bryan wrestles that, you know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're 20 minutes in now. We're running a little bit over, but we're going to get this in. Um, Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton versus Batista. They have an awesome triple threat match. Yeah. Um, I say like a 9 out of 10. They they have the ridiculous, like, you know, powerbomb through the uh, table with the RKO in reverse. They have, you know, Daniel Bryan. They have the crooked ref that comes out there that no one's seen in months that we all kind of just thought it disappeared. Uh, Triple H gets clobbered with the sledgehammer. He he kind of you know they imply that he puts his hands on Stephanie. You know he does that flying torpedo torpedo thing through the rope. Oh, the plancha. Yeah. Um, there were different points in the match match where it was like, oh my god, Batista's gonna fucking win, or yeah, Orton's or gonna, gonna fucking win. win. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't get this. And Orton is a goddamn G. Like they can kiss my ass talking bad about Randy Orton. Look. Orton, I mean, he comes off and lands on the mic on the uh, the monitor. The monitor you see is broke up, and then he falls off and then he wrestles the next ten minutes of the match. Yep. While he's bleeding out his back because he's in so much pain, and you see and you see every time like he uh, Batista you know threw him into the uh, the barricade and he, <laughs> he didn't turn his back. He's like, nah, bro, my back hurts too much. And then uh, while watching it live, and we, we saw the blood when he gave him when he gave Batista the the uh, despite DDT on from the apron onto the mat, we were like, he's crazy. I, he's crazy. Like you see what happened to his back. Like I thought he was, you know, I thought um, on Raw it was gonna be a situation like yeah, it's gonna be you know he's gonna wake up the next morning and be like <gasps> like Shawn Michaels was playing when he hurt his back on uh, on the casket yeah. against Undertaker oh, and had to retire. I was like oh no. I'm like, this man's never going to wrestle again. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Um, and then, he, I think he took a Batista bomb also. And yeah. watching that match, it really made Batista's role clear to me, like, the whole time. Like He had to, he was just protecting Orton. Yeah, like, he was, it was just like, it was one more obstacle for Daniel Bryan. He added to the match with that crate, he added to the match, which people, like, will never admit, but he added to the match, yep. and then he did his job, and then he protected Orton. And then he, and he also, like, ended up putting that man over yep. in the middle of the ring, tapped out to his finisher to end the WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and Daniel Bryan, you know, the Yeslemania, you know, <laughs> yes in, in the words of Jerry Lawler, yeah. The Yes Revolution, the Yes Movement commences in one of the greatest WrestleMania celebrations I've ever seen. Like, all that pyro and the crowd, and it was just awesome. The only thing I didn't like was his boots. I'm sorry, I know it was a Bruiser Brody tribute, but them boots were hideous. 
I thought he would have had better gear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me and you were saying, like, right when Batiste, or right when uh, Triple H ran into the ring, like, I can't wait to see his gear. Yeah. I was kind of let down, but I mean, like, like, Botchamania, you saw Botchamania for WrestleMania already. Yeah. Only thing they focused on were people blundered to talking, which lets you know how good WrestleMania was. Yeah. But we'll get to that later. Um, as good as WrestleMania is, that was, is this the best WrestleMania ever from top to bottom? I think it's the most consistent one they've ever had. Um, and this is—is is this the new format of WrestleMania? Because I hear they're gonna let the Andre the Giant Battle Royal stick around, um, and will they continue to do? Okay, we got four big matches. All y'all mid card guys, get it like a Red Cross. We're gonna make this the super event. Only big matches. We're gonna have a oh my god moment, and then we're gonna you know have the championship, and also you know. Another big match. So basically, like the, dream four, match. like the four big matches that they always have since, or like, since in the modern era of WrestleMania, is have the have that, or at basically essentially a fifth match by having the Royal, the Royal, or something it's called the Royal Rumble, having a thirty Rumble, thirty man Rumble, uh, a Divas match, and another match that I guess is probably gonna be short. Mm-hmm. I could see that. It, I mean, it might change because I don't think. They'll have a 20-minute segment with Austin Rock and Hogan ever again. <laughs> uh, I mean, that that took that killed a 20 minutes for them. So yeah. who knows? That was just a match right there, basically. Essentially, yeah. You know, I mean, live, live in the silver. I was, and that opening segment was like that was amazing. So I'm I'm good with it. I like they can do that all over again. Like if they bring out Sean and Brett next year, I'll be perfectly fine with that. Live in the silver dome. <laughs> yeah, the you silver know. dome. <laughs> Excuse me, the Superdome brothers. Yeah, it was funny how they kept they all week, even on Raw, even on SmackDown, they kept yeah. having Hogan like the Superdome brothers. <laughs> but he said he made a quick, he made a very good save. He was almost yeah. as good as the save he had. I was just thinking about uh, body slam Andre, Andre exactly. Giant, like, bro, like every time I watch Hulk Hogan, it's like that man constantly constantly reminds us that he kicked Andre Andre Giant's ass. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's funny to me. Uh, the one thing I would like. Would be for next or the ne- if they're going to continue having these uh, thirty man rumbles or battle royals, they dedicate. Nah, that doesn't matter to me. Like if they were to dedicate it to a new person every single year. So like next year it'll be I don't know the uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage Memorial Battle Royal whatever right. or the Ultimate well next year Ultimate Warrior Battle Royal because he just died. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. Like this deal with the fallen, you know, superstars big bit business. Like whenever Bruno kicks it, Bruno yeah. Backlund, right. you know. Um, I personally like I'm right, throwing it right up there towards the top, and and WrestleMania is is at least the best one since 19. Is uh, it exceeds 20. 20 just had too much like fat on it up for me. I think it's the best one since 17. I think it's better than 19. Man, that's that's wrong. I think it's better than 19. I think it's better than 18. I think it's the best in 17. Because 17, in my opinion, is the is the. I'm not I'm ever. not crazy about 17. You know, I always try to find ways to pick 17 apart. But um, that damn the triple threat match is better than the Austin Rock match. Like the um the interference, like the interference in this match. You know, you had Darren Bryan getting up off a stretcher. Like, everyone thought it was over. No, that was a better match. Like, like, how do I say this? There are three matches on that card that will be played back forever in time. 
The mm-hmm. Cena match, the two Daniel Bryan matches, and the Royal Rumble match will be played get some play as well. So they essentially have four absolutely all-time matches. Oh yeah, and then also because of the how shocking it was, that will always be remembered. They had the biggest WrestleMania moment ever on their card too. Like the bit the most it's shocking gonna, moment it's, ever. It's gonna gain. It's gonna gain over time. Like thir- I'm I'm going thirty is the best I, WrestleMania ever. I think it's I think it's behind seventeen, and that's it. All right. That's number two. Um, that's going to wrap up our first segment. We ran about seven minutes over, but it's all good. Um, go ahead, get you a drink. Uh, go ahead, get you whatever you got to get. Take a pee. Whatever you got to do. Pause this. Come back. Rock with us. This is One Nation Radio. This whole fucking song, like. He did in the family's one of my favorite albums, so I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you about that, but yeah, this they need to wrap this shit up. All right, go now. All right, man. I'm trying to put myself back. Is one week ago, uh, the streak was broken. Um, the initial reaction, everyone sitting in the room, we didn't know what the fuck we just saw. I knew what I saw. I was just sitting there like, what? I don't understand. Like it wasn't. Because the match wasn't particularly interesting, it you know it it, it waned out in interest soon quickly. Um, he was beating on that I was, boy. I was sitting there watching, and then I'm like, oh, he's gonna kick out. One, two, three, and I'm sitting there. My mouth goes agape, and I'm sitting there looking around, and I'm like, wait, what? And I, and I made me thought like Brock Lesnar of all people did it. Brock like, Lesnar. Wow. All Not right. Shawn Michaels. Now, I don't understand. I don't. I that's sitting there. I don't understand. I still don't understand. I'll never understand. Uh, the only the only thing I've heard that makes any you know as as a bit of pop potential sense is Brock Lesnar becomes the new Undertaker. He's the, like the second attraction to every WrestleMania from this point forward for however many years. Right. Uh, but other than that, I really don't get it. Um, I was blown just because when we were watching a match in real time, we none of us thought it was a good match. Nope. At all, like it was boring. Um. Uh, Compared to the, you know, CM Punk match, compared to the Triple H matches. Compared Shawn to Michaels, every match he's had since Batista. WrestleMania 23. Yeah. Yep. Uh, man, it's been that long. Yeah. He's had to, uh, like, uh, yeah, since 24, he's had the best match at every WrestleMania. Look, I knew something now. was up with it. Like, the first day I saw this feud, I hated it. I thought I didn't really think it would produce, you know, in the ring, and it didn't largely. Well, it didn't because I mean, 
I think Undertaker is done. Uh, I'm 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 pretty sure that's one of the next questions you guys gonna you're gonna uh, oh, yeah. continue with. But I I think he's done. Like Josh, um, he signed now. Sting is actually signed out. He was saying, well, Sting he's gonna wrestle at 31. I I don't see any reason why Undertaker would want to try to continue on at this point. Like he it's yeah, wrap that shit up. He's I mean he's he's 49 or 50 now. He'll be 50 next year. Yeah, he's so like I, and it's sad because obviously that's you know that's one of my two favorite wrestlers of all the time. But and, I mean he can't wrestle. Nobody can wrestle forever, unless you're Ric Flair. Um, oh I um, it was a question I kind of asked you know on the last podcast. It was like we were we had assumed the street was a foregone conclusion. We continue. As everyone else, which is the most shocking thing, and dangerous thing I guess now, you know, they had to do something I guess. I mean because. The shield went over the or the uh, the corporate outlaws. Went over is an understatement. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> as I said to you, I believe that's the greatest squash match of all time. Uh, Cesaro had his moment as a guy. Cena won. Like all the faces won, so I guess the heel would have to win one match, even though you know that not really the case for the last um, last two WrestleManias oh. or two previous WrestleManias. But I mean, they did the. I I think. They got to the point to where it was like, I really can't put on a great match, so I still have to have a great moment, so I'm going to drop lose. it to Brock Lesnar, and I still, I mean, even, that'll still go on a DVD. Uh, people will watch it, it'll be remembered 10 years from now, people will be like... And almost like... It's it like, yeah, it was a great moment, not necessarily a great match. There's it plenty it, of those it ended like other streaks, almost, in other sports, where it's like, you don't predict the day the streak's going to end, it just happens. Like, you don't predict the, the day Cal Ripken's not going to play. You don't predict the day Joe DiMaggio's not going to hit, you know, for hit 57. 56. Or, or 56. You're not you're not going to predict, you know, okay, um, you know, the uh, the Bulls, they're, they're or excuse me, um, like the Lakers, um, three championships. You're not going to predict the next one's not going to happen. It, like, the more we talked about the match, the more sense it made. Doesn't mean it was a good match to watch. No, it only makes sense in retrospect. But obviously, we only notice it during the match. And like, wow, Undertaker doesn't really have it. And you know, one of the things people said last year was Punk. You know, it, it, he said people were saying that Punk or Undertaker looked diminished in the Punk match. Yeah. And I mean, they still had a great match. So it was like uh, maybe so. It doesn't really matter. He's still having a great. He's still having classic matches. Yeah. Now. At this point, if that's what he's going to put out, do you really want to see him wrestle again? And, I, and so now it's came to, like, you know, um, Shoemaker said this. Like, probably he was working out and came in, like, the last few weeks and was like, I can't, I don't think I can do this. we got to do something to come up with a moment for this match, so I'll drop, or I'll job. Yeah. Or I'll, you know, but, I mean, that's all. I mean, that's wasn't all the right situation. guy. I mean, we don't really know. And another thing, people were saying, uh, people that are in the know are saying uh, that this changed just recently. Like, right. the idea of Brock Lesnar winning changed, seemed like, the it, day changed, before. it changed like the day before, or like the weekend of. So, yeah. I mean, maybe they all got together and was like, hey, we're not going to be able to put on this, you know, the, the something that lasts to the seal, their stamp, of the, uh, to the echelon of these past few Undertaker matches, 
mean, so we got to do something to get this a moment that matches it. And I'm mean, honestly, him losing was the the biggest shock. I'd if they had a great match, right? If they had a great match, would it be remembered more than this? A great match what was the result. It like turned into a great result? match. What you're saying? Yeah. It, no. No. I'm no. Saying. No. No. If they had a great match in in uh in was Undertaker in Undertaker one, would it be remembered as much no. as? Yeah, that's my point. No. I mean, and I don't. I'm still hot about this. I'm still don't agree with it. But I mean, if that's the thought process behind it, I mean, oh well, it's was it's already happened. Right. Can't bring it back. Can't take it back. Um, we haven't seen Undertaker didn't show up on Monday Night Raw. They said he was legitimately hurt. Vince McMahon went to him, went with him to the hospital. He got concussed in the match. Um, early in the match. Early in the match. Um, and he was lights out. Um, I just want to address the um, idiots on the internet that are saying uh, they're coming up with these conspiracy theories about the Undertaker losing, like Elvis is dying or something like that. Um, they said this wasn't supposed to happen. Brock Lesnar's gonna be fired. First of all, y'all were believing a fake news site. That whole thing they came out it was from Hustlers.com. I never even. Knew they were saying this. there was a uh, Brock Lesnar was gonna be fired. He went off script. And why wouldn't Undertaker just, just kick out? Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't like it was a fast count or anything. And another thing is like they got the graphic up in like 15 seconds. Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure they don't have a, a contingency plan for, you know, oh, they don't, like, look, man, we were in this in stone at WrestleMania. So, it's they not, don't operate like, like that. Like, it's not, and besides, like, how, what was exactly the screw job? Exactly. Yeah. Undertaker could have kicked out. It wasn't a fast count. I don't, I don't know. What what exactly? It's not like Brock Lesnar actually decided to start whooping his ass legitimately. Yeah. It was an F5 that beat him. You know, what I'm, saying? <laughs> like, I'm gonna, F- I'm gonna wrestling, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrestling death you to, or wrestling move you to death. To death. Um, where does Lesnar go from here? Away. <laughs> Away. <laughs> Notice like, he didn't say one word on Monday Night Raw. That, man's gonna be, that man will be back at SummerSlam fighting somebody. Who knows who it'll be? I mean, whatever. I have my ideas for for who Lesnar will be fighting. It, um, I mean, it could be. Like for me, I personally like it to see him fight Cena again, or or I mean, I think he's gonna be the one to take. Bryan. Yeah, he's gonna take. He's gonna be the one to take the belt off of Brian. Yeah, they could. My thing is like, does Lesnar actually want that? Because that means he would have to start wrestling at every pay per view. You know, and I they're talking about really Lesnar versus that. next year at WrestleMania, Lesnar versus Cesaro, or Lesnar versus Rock. Yeah. And but if that's the case, I don't want to say a Brock versus Rock match. They don't need it at this well, point. My point, my thing would be if that's what they're going to do, then you would assume that Rock would or Brock would show up at or show up to take the belt off of somebody at like Royal Rumble or even uh, Elimination Chamber, not August, and have that man wrestle however many times in, uh, leading up to it. No, nah, I don't yeah. think no. Nah. Brock has to show up every single Monday now, or every other Monday. I don't really see that happening. Um, and that's fine. Talking about a guy that does show up every week, uh, John Cena uh, t- took on Bray Wyatt and the Hulk Hulk, updated Hulk Hogan versus Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> um, John Cena, who follows me on Twitter, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm still uh, bringing that up. So many followers off of that, too. Like, did you get um, the screenshot I sent you? I was like, hey, uh, why'd you follow me? Just randomly. It was like, oh, yeah, uh, you're one of the people Cena follows. I was like, that Cena should have strong, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, did WWE get this booking right? Um, 
because the yeah. consensus reaction on the internet, Bray Wyatt should have won. Well, my thing would be this. If he won, where he buried he, him. If he went, if Wyatt was to win, where would he go from here? Like, if Cena, like, think about it. If Bray Wyatt wins, that feud is essentially over because he just took John Cena's quote-unquote legacy that was so important for this WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes and does what? <laughs> like, he just took out, like, even you tell me he fought the, at, I'm sorry, at, uh, he took out, in three consecutive pay-per-views, he takes out Daniel Bryan, The Shield, and, and John, John Cena. Cena. And so where does he go from there? Is he, what does he do? Like, is he... Like, do like, he have a fight like Brock Lesnar next? Who's, like? who's, who's the number three face now? Uh, Cesaro? Oh. Hell, I don't know. Who nah, would it be? Cesaro's like back heel. Uh, well, yeah, I think it's a face. Ziggler? Like, so I don't, I don't like, know. Like, Sheamus? Yeah, like, okay, so we're going to have him start fighting. Like, my point is this. Like, he's, if he's, he's taking a step down. He would take a step down at this point. If he beats Cena, or if he loses to Cena, that means they can continue this into Extreme like, Rules. And I'd like to see them wrestle at Extreme Rules. Yeah. I don't, uh, I personally, yeah, I personally thought they they booked it right. I called Cena was going to win. Like, we had yeah. people over here that were, you know, wearing Wyatt Family T-shirts. What up, Nick? Um, and it, like logically, like okay, so I don't see how, how it made sense for you, Wyatt to beat him. You know how Extreme Rules is. You're gonna get a, <clears throat> a, a good number of rematches from WrestleMania. Yeah. So wouldn't that be one of them? And they they're basically <laughs> gonna keep going after that man. What, what what sense would it make for the face to to chase the heel down after he already beat him? Exactly. Um, did you like the match? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it too. Uh, um, it was I, creepy. It was weird. It was like a embrace the hate storyline a little bit. No, not um, like it was the embrace the hate <laughs> John Cena uh, Kane uh, thing from 2012. I like Bray exactly Wyatt's entrance, but I would. I'm still in the camp of if Luke Harper was in the ring, we would have seen you know even, an even better match. But um, uh, yeah, obviously. Um, they 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 did what they could with it. Um, and it wasn't as bad as I initially thought it would be. See, the thing, that's why I rewatch my reviews. Like, when we go somewhere and we watch them and we're amongst people, um, I, you know, I end up grabbing, grabbing my phone, looking up and down at whatever's on, on my timeline, and then I'm conversating with y'all halfway paying attention. Uh, so, like, I always go back and rewatch my reviews. Um, and, like, that match, the psychology of that match was just incredible. Uh, so, it, it got a bump of mischief. I thought it was like, eh, it's two and a half. Right. Or, it's a, or it's a five out of ten. And I look back again, it's like, oh, it's actually more of a seven because I wasn't paying attention enough attention to what was going on. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Why is the internet so mad at this? Because the internet... I don't know. Like, the internet... When does the internet or IWC not complain about something? They they have Daniel Bryan win the title. They have the street, they, the biggest moment in wrestling, and you know they, since 1996. Like for me, uh, just um, I tune out that kind of stuff. Like honestly, people have the the people that they like, but your people that you like don't win all the time because that's not how wrestling works. It's not about how who wins necessarily as much as how good someone looks while winning or losing. Yes. And, like, that's the thing with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan lost all these matches, took all these pins, even when in Team Hell No, because he was making people look incredible in the process. And that's the reason why he's at where he's at now, because 
you go back to his initial grind. I was telling you, um, I started rewatching some of the um, stuff he was doing before we got back into it. Uh-huh. And thing, his, the way he got on was he was opening shows, having great matches, having like triple threat submission counts anywhere matches, <laughs> you know, uh, and opening pay per views and and you know looking great or putting somebody over, making it look great, like how he made Wade Barrett look fantastic at uh, SummerSlam 2011. 11. Yeah, so. And that's now he's that's where he's where he's at now. He made everything that was given to him work. Right. Uh. So, the way people talk about why you know from people you know, the way they say he is in the locker room and how people love him, he's, this, gonna, he's gonna be make, around. He's gonna make this work. Yeah, like, he, he's gonna be around. Stop rushing. He's only twenty six years old. Um, yeah, you he can't hand him, you, the whole world can't be in his hands yet. He hasn't even <laughs> he hasn't even been around for a full year. Like y'all gotta slow down. Like meanwhile, like there, there's a million guys out there like that are on deck. Like Roman Reigns, Cesaro, um, Langston, uh, Ziggler's still there. Cody Rhodes. Like there's, there's a bunch of guys. All the people they brought for NXT, which we'll get to later. Seth Rollins, yes. Ambrose. Like there's so many guys that are still around. Like look, man, they're going. All these guys have got to get, got to fight for their, their turn. In you know, in a vacuum, Bray Wyatt is not the person that should be the number one guy on deck in a vacuum. Now, if you want to get caught up in the hoopla of that fact of the fact that that man is basically cuts these warrior promos and y'all act that sound like y'all want to pretend they're better than they actually are, that's <laughs> one thing. But one thing you can't you can't deny is the fact that he's not the best wrestler in his own clique. Yeah. So like I heard um, Brandon yeah. Galvin on Ring Rust Radio call that man the Gangrel of the uh, <laughs> of the Wyatt family. I started dying laughing when he said that. Like he wrestles the least out of all of them, and then he's you know he's not the best wrestler. So it's like, hey man, like, I, um, the appeal kind of only runs so much. Every so time he cuts a promo, I I hop on Twitter instantly afterward just to see the reaction, and literally every time. They said Bray Wyatt just cut the greatest promo that he's ever cut. Like every single time, I'm like, ain't nobody constantly topping themselves like that. Like, like they gotta let it go. Just, you know, you like who you like, but be there, realistic. There are flaws and things. Like there are flaws. Everybody has their flaws, and yeah, I don't know. People act like he doesn't have any. Like it, it's weird. It, it's worse than the Ambrose stuff at the beginning of Shield. It's worse. It is. It is worse. And. uh... And I think the Ambrose stuff rightfully cooled down, like because they realized. Oh, oh wait, he's not even close to the best wrestler on their squad. Yeah. Oh wait, he's not even close to the most charismatic on his own squad. He's the best. <laughs> he's clearly the best talker, but that's where it pretty much ends. Yeah. Um, the uh, thirty-man over-the-top rope Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, it was the <laughs> rise of Antonio Cesaro. Uh, excuse me, just Cesaro. The weird thing about that. Sheamus, or I'm sorry, uh, Del Rio eliminated like seven, six, seven people. Yeah, man, Del Rio, former Royal Rumble winner. He knows uh, what to do in there. And then, like, it was. Kayfabe. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting to see how he eliminated that many people, and then he, you know, him and Sheamus eliminated each other. Wasn't that poetic justice for them, too? Oh, my God. I feel bad for Sheamus. Like, I, that man can't buy a break. Like, there are two people that I feel bad for as of right now. I feel bad for Sheamus, and I feel bad for Ray. Like, I don't... Yeah, man. Rey Mysterio, like, um, he's just getting booed, like, everywhere. We'll get to that, yeah, you yeah. know, in the next segment about the crowd hating good guys. Um, but I like the 30-man over-the-top rope, Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal concept. Yeah, it was pretty much essentially, it worked out as well as any any normal Royal Rumble. 
Yeah. I mean, because you know how it is. You're in the ring, you're kicking the stab, or kicking and stabbing. You're kicking and punching, you're on the ropes, you're trying to keep in chaos. You, you know, got to, this person got to eliminate this person. Kofi does another spot where I thought he was going to break his damn ankles. Yes, uh, I thought he was going to break his back. <laughs> I thought he was gonna, literally going to break his ankle. Like, he's going to land on the step, he's going to land wrong, and boom. Like, and there was only so much of a margin of error for throwing him over over that way. Yeah. And it was incredible. How many times did he practice that? <laughs> it couldn't have been too many because like I got he this. run, he, run a wrist of, he had a wrist of literally literally breaking his ankle. Uh, the way that uh, Cesaro eliminated Ray was fantastic with the uppercut. That was just nuts. And then he reenacts Hogan picking up Andre. Yep. And don't big show directly over the top rope. I thought they were going to do like a little scoop thing. I thought it was one of the more shocking things that happened that night because I had no idea he could look. Obviously, you know, Cesaro's strong and we always joked that his, you know, his WrestleMania was going to be swinging him or Mark Henry. Yeah. But like for him to hold his hold big shows big ass up like to be able to walk, you know, uppercut, lift, scoop, hold, pose for the pause for the cause. Yeah. And then walk him over and then throw his ass over the top. I was, wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> straight up, just WrestleMania wow. moment. Um, Too bad that trophy's gone already. Yeah, that was a nice trophy. Um, but with him winning, he's getting massive cheers. He becomes a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah. And he's back to working heel, kind of. He's not working heel. He's working, working heel. heel. He's working heel while fighting uh, Jack Swagger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was working here while he fought Big Show. Like, on SmackDown. Oh, I didn't see SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown. like, he, like he's, back to, he's back to kind of working heel, like, and all that. Like, is that the... I don't think that's the right move for him because the crowd's so behind him. Um, they just I, have to be careful that I they don't, don't alienate, you know, the direction he was going. I think he can still... I think... He, well, it depends on what he did. I didn't watch the match. I got to see, but... Yeah. Like, he can still, you know, give off the bad guy. Maybe he's working anti-hero. He, I mean... Depending on what he does, is if he's gonna fight his or uh, swagger at uh, Extreme Rules over you know their breakup, yeah, that needs to be like a false count. Anyway, then there's match. no way he's gonna work as a heel unless he does something like ridiculous, like he kills him, like like he literally uppercuts him to death. He needs a giant. <laughs> Which is possible. He needs it's a, possible. He, he needs a Cesaro swings Jack Swagger over the top rope and out of the WWE. Like <laughs> I just want. <sighs> I just need this final confirmation well, on on SmackDown. Did he come out to? I heard he didn't come out to any music. Wow. I haven't watched it, but see now I need. I just want him to be Cesaro or be Swagger so he can take his music. I need him to co-op this music. I really need that. Swagger don't need that. That's not for you. In the words of Dusty, of, in the words of Austin. Imitated Dusty Rhodes. That's not for you, baby. Nah, so you need to go ahead and take that from him. We heard the crowd uh, when Cesaro would come out there. They were all chanting like, do 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 I just hope WWE sees that and they find a way. You know, you know. Hopefully they don't base the feud on you know who should have ownership of the interest music, but. Well, not necessarily. I'm just saying, like, beat that man and then, like, put that man in the hospital or yeah. put him in a sling. He's going to wait. He, you know, he's go so away. injured that he has to go away and he comes back with new music. Yeah. That that sort of thing. Go back to that old Jack Swire music. You know? <laughs> um, that's going to take us to our next break. Uh, oh, wait. What, well, like, what do you think of him actually being a Heyman guy? I don't think it's the right move right now, but I'm... No, no, not regarding, to the like, the... Oh, he fits the bill. Face. I'm just saying, like he fits the bill. Yeah, yeah. That's a moment I mean, like, they can wrestle his ass off. All right, it's been all right. Think of the Heyman guys over the years. Um, you have 
Ravishing Rick Rude. You have Arn Anderson. Austin. You have Austin. Undertaker. Undertaker. WCW. You have Brock Lesnar. You have CM Punk. Yeah. Then you have Curtis Axel. And right back. But we're right over that. Yeah, um, all the ECW guys. <laughs> yeah. And like like Raven. You have uh, a big show with the Paul Heyman guy. You yep. know, probably the best big guy for his size ever. Yeah, he's um, a better wrestler than Andre, that's for sure. Um, say that one more time. He's a better wrestler than Andre, that's for sure. Especially right. when he was younger. Like WCW Giant. We yeah. was out here uh, nipping up. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen too many Andre nip-ups, so... Yeah. Have um, you ever seen Andre skim the cat after getting out uh, like in a Royal Rumble? No. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, no. exactly. Um, I He fits the bill, and it would be interesting to see, but I just hope he doesn't get lost behind the aura and the greatness of Paul Heyman. Um, because we've seen what it did for Axel and Ryback. Cesaro's at a point where Axel he's and Ryback, Axel and Ryback can't wrestle like that dude. Yeah. Like, that dude is extra... That man's not human. Like, <laughs> for, his, for his body size and his strength, that shit's ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry. I understand his wrestling and guys find each other, but you don't see, like... You don't see guys that size... Like, you don't see Randy Orton doing that kind of stuff. You don't see him on the second rope picking up uh, John Cena from the apron and, su- and superplexing him over the top. Yep. You don't see him grabbing uh, Big Show ass and pause for the cause and then throw him over. Hey, this is just more evidence that CM Punk lost. <laughs> yeah, and who was supposed to put him over uh, the night after uh, Russ Royal Rumble? Cesaro. He's supposed to put over Punk was supposed to put him over. He said, "Nah, I'm out of here. I'm walking." All right. All right. How much did CM Punk lose? A lot. Like he lost a lot in like credibility, respect. Prestige. He lost his spot. He lost his spot. The internet darling guy he got his trap taken. And when he comes back, if he comes back, it's going to be a very interesting day. Well, what could he do to immediately come back? Would he, would he be like, yeah, I'm coming back like at Royal Rumble, win the Rumble, and then I fight Daniel Bryan for the belts? Which he basically becomes what he quote-unquote despises. A guy that no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying like a part-timer. I'm talking about like he comes back and he's going to run for like a full year or pull the Jericho mm-hmm. and run to Royal Rumble. Or, I'm sorry, to a SummerSlam. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, people say that his problems are with people being part-timers or whatever. I mean, we don't really know that. It's just stuff that people say. Yeah. We don't really know the reason. No, well, until he, you know, gets in front of a camera or a microphone and states his actual grievances, he needs to hurry. Well, I dude, never yeah. actually really know because he said he had problems with part timers, but like then he said, you know, he didn't actually. School, so he had, yeah, so it's like I don't, you know, and he fought Undertaker the year before. You know what I mean? Who is the part time, the mo- the biggest part timer guy there is? People don't like to admit that though. I mean, Brock Lesnar in. Uh, and Undertaker are the part-timers that we actually like. That's how it was uh, explained to me. <laughs> uh, well, I I think Cesaro has tremendous potential, and he could eventually end up challenging for the title. How old is he? He is 32, 33, yep. somewhere he, around he, there. He's right in the sweet spot. So he, especially nowadays, um, probably like Attitude Era guys were like, you know, between 27 and 31. Taking guys a little bit longer nowadays, just because of um, overexposure. But um, well, who was it? Well, besides Rock, who was actually that young? I guess Triple H. Triple H was very like young. Like Foley and Austin then. were Foley and Austin and um. They were like around 30, 30 And Undertaker, they were all in their early yeah, mid thirties. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
And um, I think Cesaro has tremendous potential. He's obviously a, a great talent in the ring. Um, I'm looking forward to this Zeb versus um, Heyman subplot in oh this thing. God. That's going to be man. that's going to be phenomenal hey on man, the mic. Quick question: Is there anything? I know this has really. This is more of a life thing than actual wrestling thing. Is there anything more disrespectful to call to a person that's up there in age, a man? Of their age, you call him an old man. That's like a you got. That's more like a, the ultimate sign of respect. That's almost old like timer. That, that's one of the biggest fuck yous you can possibly give somebody. Like you tell, you say what? What you call it? Fill in the blank. Grandpa. Old, old man. You call him no, grandpa spe- too. No, specifically old man. That will like make them flash on you. <laughs> or your ass, old man. Be like I'll do something on your ass, old man. Yeah, just so disrespectful. Zebra's um, hand is gonna be good. <laughs> uh, but. I love the Michael Jackson jacket that Cesaro's wearing. He looks like uh, Michael Jackson in 1983. You know, uh, Billy Jean. The King of Swing. <laughs> Antonio Cesaro. Uh, but that's going to wrap up segment two. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the crowd hating good guys, the new faces on the scene, Evolution versus The Shield, uh, Paul Heyman's ridiculous Undertaker promo on Monday night, and our memories of the Hall of Fame. This is... One Nation Radio! Welcome back to One Nation Radio. Did we play this last week? I don't know. You played this like some time I don't care. It's real American. I'll play it to start every podcast. <laughs> you know? Can you feel it, brother? Dude, the electricity. How long is this lead? How long is this lead? What was that? How long is this lead? Fitting out right now. You know, you know, I'm a real American. You know, don't like Cesaro. Pretty much. You know, um, sneaking across his borders. Yeah. The D borders. The um, a Monday Night Raw, uh, post WrestleMania crowd. Uh, a lot of people love the crowd on Twitter and all that, which is fine. No, no, they're, 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 yeah, I keep saying they're again until I can come up with what I'm going to say. They're a great crowd in the fact of they're active, they're loud, and they're passionate. They're definitely a passionate crowd. And yep. those crowds at WrestleMania the night after on Raw are always like that. So you can commend them for that. They're not going to, you know, mail it in, but... Mm-hmm. <sighs> Just some of the stuff that they're doing, like, it's like you cannot be a face and be cheered. It's like guys are getting booed for no reason. Unless you're an anti-hero. Yeah, other than, oh, yeah, like, Biggie Langston, we're going to boo you. Uh, Seamus, we're going to boo you, too, for no goddamn reason at all. Or you're dang Brian. I forgot about that. So that's the only way. You got to be an anti-hero or a heel to get, get you know, get, you know, appreciated as a wrestler in WWE. Not after all. Or not after WrestleMania. It's it's really mind boggling. Like people were cheering. It's annoying. People were cheering for Eric Rowan over Sheamus, John Cena, and and, and Big E. They were cheering yeah. for Eric Rowan. They were cheering for Wade Barrett, who hasn't been hot since 2011. The end of 2011, right before he like right before he hurt himself, right before he hurt his shoulder or his elbow. Unbelievable. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the gimmick, dude. I mean, nothing. I love the bad news. I, 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 you know, I love that kind of stuff. 
Like, uh, it was funny because he actually pretty much was like a prophet. He's well, like, the last time Barrett was hot, LeBron didn't have a ring. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that. That's funny. You know, yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. Last time Barrett was hot, we hadn't seen The Rock wrestle yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, pretty man. much. Right? It was, it was roughly close. about the same time. Roughly. It was close. Roughly, yeah. I think TLC in the end of 2011 was about, yeah. <laughs> Last time we seen Wade Barrett, it was a lockout in the NBA. Nah, shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I like what he's doing. The thing is, I mean, he's in he's in um, the best shape I've ever seen him in. Peyton Manning was a cold. But, <laughs> but at the same time, like, he's had so much different things. It's just, like, it's like... And we want to boo Ray his Mysterio. Biggest, his biggest moment, I mean, granted, Ray's long, like, I can't remember his last great moment, probably winning the title, uh, the, like, during the whole punk thing. Yeah. But, it, it's just weird, like, he's clearly a heel versus, the person clearly a face, and, like, we're booing Ray Mysterio because what reason? It's not like he's a bad yeah. person, or he's sandbagging, or he's a part-timer, like, there's no reason to boo him. It's weird. Yeah. And, and he's it, looking out, he's almost looking at the crowd like, why are y'all booing me like this? Like, like he's in the category of, like, the greatest faces ever. Like, he's one of those guys, like, he, when you think of him, like, he was never, ever a bad guy. I, I, was he ever a bad guy? Because I don't even recall. I've never seen Ray Mysterio as a bad guy. Yeah, so it's weird. Unless it was, like, you know, when he took the mask off late in the WCW, his WCW run, which I like to pretend like that doesn't exist. Yeah, it's, it's just, I don't understand it. Um... The, I don't. I don't get why the crowd just hates all good guys. I don't. It, it's something that they they're, they're they really root, need to get over for themselves. They're they're like they're the guys that that tell kids that Santa's not real when they're five. Like they're they're those guys. Like it is fine to like, if you're not you know down with you know you can cheer for whoever you want, but there's no fucking reason to boo Seamus, bro. Like. <laughs> Like, oh, uh, my my thing would be this: a good crowd is a good crowd reacts to what they see. A, no, a good crowd no has to like act like they're in on the joke. They're part of the show, and by you, you know, once a year throwing a monkey wrench to the system doesn't really help the product. At all, because then they have to start doing things like, oh, okay, and they gave you, and they gave you, every, and they gave you everything you wanted on it for the quote unquote internet on Monday. Like they put, they brought Paige up, gave her the belt, which was ridiculous. Made, was made no like, so where she like same thing with if Bray Wyatt had won, like where did she go from here? She's the champion. I guess that means she feeds with AJ, but it would make no sense for AJ to ever beat her now. Yeah. Uh, then, um. The Shield came out, they turned, they pretty much officially turned face as opposed to, like, just, you know, saying some things here and there. Yeah. Uh, that was a great moment. Uh, Cesaro turning Heyman, that was a, that was an internet moment. Like, I don't, like, what else do you, oh, and the Wyatt's went over those yeah, three guys. They, the, yeah. The faces. Yeah. And leaving Cena Lane. The three faces that are accomplished more than any of the other three in the ring ever. Combined. Yeah. So, it's, just, it's. It's weird. I, I mean, what else do you want? I don't know. New, I guess you know they might just want some some more new faces to share for you know. And speaking of new faces, um, we have all those NXT people coming in, which is even more you know for the internet. You know, <laughs> we we're trying to trying to appease you, internet fans. 
Um, There's going to be a point to where um, guys are going to like. I'm guys. I guess I might have to start watching Superstars. Yeah, like Ziggler fought Ryback on Superstars. Yeah, I guess I got to start watching Superstars, which is a sad, sad, sad day. Yeah, I, I just. Bro, I ain't watched Superstars since '96, bro. I never watched it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched it. Before. Like when it was a Sunday afternoon, you know, show that you would come it was on. Like Heat. Yeah, no, it was a Sunday afternoon, like during the daytime. I like, never even knew that. Existed. Like when I was a kid, like I would watch that, and then NBA on NBC would be on, like with it. Like it was, I know I did that existed. Um, Arla Newface. We have Alexander Rusa. We have Adam Rose getting a vignette. We have Bo Dallas. We have Paige. Um, the middle class is just expanding more and more and more. Yes. Like, it, I don't know. If you're not a like an, an NXT guy in, like, the last two years, like you you're not ice. a main card guy, or a man, or, or I mean, you're not a main eventer, or a person that can be in the main event, I don't know what they're going to do with you in the future, because they got to get all these guys. All these guys are coming up, and there's less and less spots now. Yeah. And Adam Rose, that's going to work. Like, Ezekiel Jackson's officially gone. Yeah. Like, he left. Yeah. Um, I can see Tyson Kidd going. Didn't do what? Go to NXT? Uh, Snip. J- Gabriel. Uh, think about all those guys that, that were thrown out first. But they can come up. My thing, my thing would be like, yeah, you can get rid of them, or you can have them show out as on Superstars. I mean, I don't yeah. know how much they even... I mean, I, I seriously don't even Vince even watches Superstars, but you know what I mean. Um, Rusev is, is going to be formidable. Um, oh God! Adam Rose is gonna work. Can we, can we can we stop on Rusev first and then get to Adam Rose? Rusev needs some damn shoes. He came on and gave a camel clutch. Yeah, of course his finish is a camel clutch. Unbelievable. But, but it doesn't make any sense why he's not Middle Eastern. He's uh, Bulgarian brute. He's Eurasian. Uh. The yeah. NBA shit, like, uh, they they have, they have the recipe to be hated, just like that go away. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I'm i not a fan of guys that don't wrestle in shoes. <laughs> um, he has a nice spinning heel kick. Um, he's very athletic, super athletic, I might add. Um, but it's just like, it feels like, all right, you remember when they debuted Tensai? In 2012. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like the same shit to me. Except, like, he doesn't have... At least he's a, not Albert. Yeah, he doesn't have, a, pa- only, he doesn't have like, a past gimmick that can yeah. get thrown into space. Which, you know, the internet... Everyone doesn't feel bad about that. But, you know, it's, it's a, such a crime, you know, to chant Husky Harris at anyone. You know, yeah. it's such a crime, you know. Um... Adam Rose, I'm all down about, you know, having fun. I can't, I hope, you know, I just bought tickets to Battleground uh, for July in Tampa. I hope Adam Rose is on then and he gets the entrance and all that just so I can participate, you know, live in the arena with it. I wonder how this is going to work. I wonder if they can have the same thing that they had at NXT. They will. Work because, like, the camera, the camera and, like, the longer entrance and trying to time up the music at the same time. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, maybe they double the timing of the, you know, some, like, on the music, but if they did that long ass interest for Fondango, they'll well, give no, Adam Rose a well, good run. Well, no, I'm just trying to figure out how, how, in my mind, I'm trying to imagine how it's working with the music and then like how much shorter the ramp is and entrance for yeah. NXT is like, they'll figure it out. It's W. If they, <sighs> if they do anything right, it's, if they ever do anything right, it's interests and pyro. So, yeah. 
You never video packages. Video packages. Like, so you never the word like maybe the wrestling ain't good enough, or maybe the booking's not right. But they don't <laughs> ever botch that that part of it. The technical aspect is taken care of. Bo Dallas, who is who I can't wait. Uh, I am a believer, everybody. Um, uh, I like many. Oh yeah, like uh, Bo Dallas, who beat Wade Barrett in a feud. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Bo Dallas at that time, like I was, I was just about to say, um, as many of you remember, was pretty plain, pretty generic as a babyface. Like he was just like, whatever, okay, they brought this guy up. What are they gonna do with him? Nothing. Oh, he's going back to NXT. He goes out there and develops this Kurt Angle, John Cena, Tim Tebow character almost, and turns up the annoying factor and. You know, he tur- he takes the no more bow chance into you know. Yes, you want to know more bow, know more about me. You want to know you know more about your champion. You know, he doesn't have the best body in the world, but he has like he has a look. He has long hair. He has. Um, Does that even matter anymore? It might be just because he doesn't. He wrestles you know just in you know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It matters for him because he's tall. Um, he can't play like he's a small guy. Um, if he, you know, he changes his attire, it wouldn't matter as much. But um, I think Bo Dallas is great. Um, he's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a nice gimmick, basically, to, to for someone to, like Sheamus would would be a great opponent for him. Hmm. Um, I don't think, know if Adrian Neville's coming up anytime soon or Corey Graves, but I definitely look forward to seeing both of them. And Paige comes up and makes her debut and beats. AJ and Night One, and as WWE continues, and especially a squash match. Yes, as WWE continues to extend two middle fingers in the direction of Naomi, or any of the other divas on the show that are actually, um, you know, making the divas division matter get, and making act, money. The only one to get like the the people that get the divas division time. And it was funny listening to um the Rosenberg interviews with like Natalia or also or the Bella Twins, and they're basically like. What do you think AJ is champion? They're both like, all huh. three of them are like, yeah, she really is not doing much of anything for the Divas division because she's not on the show and like lately all she's been doing is skipping and getting beat. And like she, you know, she got her last hurrah on WrestleMania and, you know, and in turn sent off Vicky, but like, I guess her, well, I, I, I felt like not leaving from what I hear. Alright, yeah. well, okay, I retracted it then, but like she gave like, her time was up. I mean, she lasted a day longer than I thought she was. I figured, like, who, one of those divas, yeah. total divas, was going to take the belt off her. Now, I mean, it's kind of, it, I mean, maybe this is what they do. Like, season three is going to have Paige in it. I don't know. Or Emma. Yeah. I would assume Emma was going to be in season three of Total Divas. If it's anyone that Paige needs to lock up with now that, like, I don't know if they let a AJ Few continue, but uh, I would think she's in time to a rematch. But if she's not... I would definitely be a fan of seeing Paige versus Emma, which is, uh, they have great chemistry together, and, um, I watched it, anyone that's watched the NXT Arrival special could attest that these aren't just two regular chicks, like, they're, they're going out there going for the gusto, like, they don't give a fuck, uh, but, I'm sick of seeing Naomi, you know, get those middle fingers extended towards her, hopefully she'll get a fairer shot at winning the belt, um, some people are victim of unfortunate bad timing, like her breaking her orbital bone was the worst time it could have passed the album to her, it seems, and um, I don't know, like, she has a lot of things going against her that aren't her fault, but, like, 
I don't know. Like she'll get it. I, I feel like she'll get around to being champion eventually. I don't think. I don't know how long it'll be of a, a run, but like she's way too athletic and talented and um, how to say this? like she is from as far as I'm concerned. Like people that were up before Paige came around and Emma. Like, she was the number one attraction as far as, like, all the theatrical stuff she does in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, the gymnastic stuff she does. Like, she's doing a split... The moonsault split leg, like a yeah, man. She's doing RVD split leg uh, moonsault. Like, she's, she's a, such a better athlete than Tamina. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I'm about to bring up, you know. Whenever, um... I was at an indie wrestling event uh, Friday night, and I saw... Uh, I think her name was La Rosa Negra. She hit... A frog splash three quarters of the way across the ring, hmm. and it was like with a splash, like it wasn't with the knees on the ground. I was I, like Josh and I marked out, like <laughs> we're like whoa, like we were shocked. Uh, I was like, man, this chick's in WWE that can't even you know do that. But uh, moving on to the biggest part of Monday Night Raw, um, we saw the potential you know for the Daniel Bryan Triple H rematch. Triple H was absolutely furious. Um, when he came out in the pro, you know, and, you know, he looked like he wanted to murder Dan Bryan with his bare hands. Yeah. We get a, we get to the match, um, Kane spills the beans on, you know, Triple H, you know, supposedly, you know, trying to get the shield knocked off. Um, Randy Orton and Batista come out there and whoop Dan Bryan's ass, the lead-in for Triple H, and we think Triple H is basically just going to take the belt back off Dan Bryan, and all of a sudden, you know, the Which shield... would have made everybody furious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was preparing for the worst. Um, <laughs> preparing for the worst? You know, I, I, I was preparing 10,000 words of fury. Um, he's going to win the belt back at Extreme Rules. Like, Triple H can't... Triple H, after what he's done as his heel, he can't hold the belt for even, like, three no. weeks, two, three weeks? No. No. Don't, don't, don't you touch this belt. Don't you touch this don't belt. Don't you touch this goddamn Look, belt. This is my company. These are my belts. <laughs> That's what you should say. Because I own that belt. You should, be Those funny. belong to me. Like, like it would have been funny. Like, I was thinking all the types of ways. Because I told you, even when uh, y'all was, you know, saying, like, yeah, it's in, you know, Undertaker lost, so it's definitely, you know, and Daniel Bryan, he's definitely going to win it. And I was saying, like, look, man, I said to y'all, I'm not going to believe it when the pyro goes off. I'm not going to believe it when it goes black. I'm not going to believe it when he, not, like, he's going to have to make it out of raw for me to be like, yeah, all right, he's going to be champion. And the whole time right. you were like, see, see, that's why I didn't believe that shit. Like, yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. When we saw raw, and he was like, yeah, he can rematch, and he gets asked him, like, see, this is why I didn't want to believe this. You know, even get, look, after the SummerSlam and what they pulled, no, nah, he ain't going to get me again. Like, y'all got, look, nope, not happening. I'm not going for the okie doke. And then um, after the ass whooping, Triple H comes out there and basically just toys with Daniel Bryan a little bit. All of a sudden, you know, some some mass, you know, half mass, you know, guys come out and the shield music starts and you know they come to the aid of Daniel Bryan. They're um, and Roman Reigns charges Triple H with a huge spear. I'm hearing is Reigns versus Triple H at SummerSlam, but we won't get to that now. Um, <laughs> We want to talk about what this can lead to. This is evolution yep. versus the shield. No, versus the versus the yield. Oh, the yield. The yield, yes. Yeah, evolution versus the yield. Yeah. Uh, can we get a war games match finally? No. <laughs> war games match. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like uh, you know, I, not, throw up the two cages. If we're not going to get submit or surrender, if we're not going to get. 
an elimination chamber style match like with the shield or the like the shield versus Wyatt's or the year before with the shield versus uh Cena I think Orton and Sheamus Cena Ryback Sheamus yeah Cena Ryback Sheamus we're not going to get it like it, it's past that point I guess maybe the Wyatt's could do it next year but no nah, it's past the point now they're not going to put two rings up to, and put you know put these two rings up next to each other and then have a a double cage. That's Man. nah. That's two Atlanta. <laughs> two Atlanta. I'm just gonna have to pull out my War Games DVD. <laughs> uh, but uh, with with Kane and Batista and Orton linking up, taking on the Shield, this represents more of you know the changing of the guard in the company. Um, <laughs> well, in that squash match they had at WrestleMania, uh, and they're giving the, the triple double power bomb, as I like to call it. Yeah. Uh, as it was happening, JBL said, uh, there goes the attitude here. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. Like, that shit got to go after a while. Like, they lost, everybody that was old school got their ass whooped at WrestleMania. Yep. And I, I, I continue to see Triple H lost, Undertaker, Undertaker lost, New Age, or the Corporate Outlaws lost. Orton lost, Batista lost. Look, you think about it, well, I don't mean that old, I'm talking about attitude here. Uh, then you look at, um,. The opening segment of Austin, Rock, and Hogan, they're talking about how, like, yeah, we ain't wrestling no more. We're done. Yeah. They're putting over, they're putting over a new generation, and you look at it now, and this could be, honestly, like, how people think of WrestleMania 17 as the end of the Attitude Era. Yeah. And on to Ruthless Aggression. This could be the, the actual beginning of whatever whatever era they come up with a name for. The reality it. Era. Be called the Reality Era. But, like, this is the end of, like, what, what it all was. these guys, like, Undertaker lost, the streak's over. It's time to move. All you, all you old, all you old men need to move over. Like move around, move around for the south. It's time. Like, all, that, that all this new talent they have, they have so much talent that they can do. It's ready. As opposed to, you know, let's bring, back, let's bring back Gold Dust and have him get in the best shape of his life to, you know, help carry us for, you know, fifteen like a block of of time, of the calendar, overall at a time. Yeah. Uh, like now he's back, but RVD is back. It. Um. But it's not like, you know, a couple years ago where it seemed like there was a talent drought where they had to bring in The Rock. Yeah. Like, they don't need Rock anymore. They had awesome truth out here main eventing. Yeah. And, you know, while I enjoyed it, you know, a lot of people didn't. People, like, Miz is one of those guys, like, his past, like, Miz had never been in the real world and just came along. Um... He would just be this guy, as a but the fact that he was in the real like he, nobody ever accepted him, and it's not like he's an off wrestler. Yeah, it's, I it's think weird. he's. I think Miz is very talented. I think Miz is talented, and I think he's a better talker. So that I don't. So like typically, that's stuff people love. But the fact that he was like signed WWE, signs like he wasn't no like if he had been to the Indies, people wouldn't be talking down on him like this. Yeah, um, but. It's a new day, and they have the talent, you know, Legacy. to supplement it. You know, it's a new day. Boy, that that music was. Um, and they, there's no talent draw anymore because they have like three levels to this shit. Like they have, you know, they can pull that. They can pull all their nostalgic acts, <coughs> acts because of the WWE Network. So if they ever want to pop some ratings or do a dream match, they have their current guys. They have the young guys on the roster, and then they have NXT. <coughs> so they're never going to run out of guys. Well, yeah, like, to me, it's like, all right, they can pull Undertaker and Triple H from the Attitude Era out 
and dust them off when and have them wrestles. You know the big the big shows as as yeah. you like to joke. Uh, they, the still, they still have Cena, Batista, and Orton that come out now, and like they're the ruthless aggression guys, and they just they're just out there, and they just you know, or I guess yeah, and they come out there and they're doing their thing, and they're basically like the legend makers now, like mm-hmm. they're a guy that's supposed to build reputation for putting over guys now at this point. Yeah. Uh, then you have like the Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, like would be, would have been CM Punk types of guys that are yeah. in, like they're they're. Early guys 30s. Are, yeah, in their 30s. Then you have all these developmental guys that are up, and that's where you go. And like we were saying, the middle class in WWE is about to be donezo. Like, everybody well, like, starts squeezing. Like, yeah, all y'all teams, like all y'all teams, like NBA teams, like, yeah, you don't want to be, be in the 45 to 35 no wins. Like, nah, that's no man's land. So either you need to move around and go to TNA or something, or you need to, like, step your game up. Like and I think that could be a real. Now that you mentioned that, that could be a real possibility for uh, you know, someone like a like a Dolph Ziggler, that you know, like you know what, or Miz, yeah, like Miz signed with TNA and became their champion. That'd be awesome. No pun intended. But uh, <laughs> like say Ziggler uh walked out tomorrow and was like, all right, fuck this. Um, I'm going to TNA and I'm gonna be the world champion. Then he comes out there as Nick Nemeth or whatever his name is. His real name's Nick Nemeth. Yeah, yeah Nick Nemeth. But then, then again, I don't know because what like was it Nicky Nemeth when he was on Spirit Squad? He was Nicky, I think. Like, he. I don't know. Is that the reason why? He, like, maybe that's the reason why like he'll never gonna be like he was. Him? Yeah, fucking Spirit Squad. Him? He was, like, Vince was, him? It was Nicky. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, you know, say Ziggler goes there, you know, wins a world title, like, I'd start watching TNA if Ziggler went there. Like, it's, like, there's gonna be, I'm predicting sometime in the next year, there will be a major defection in a WWE. major defection. So, like, the Christians of the world go back to TNA? I said Major. <laughs> no yellow ranger hey that man that, hey former world heavyweight champion that's all i'm saying yeah that's all i'm saying yeah two time actually yeah two-time. so is great collie hey. <laughs> um, not all champions are are created the same and speaking of some guys that didn't win a title um the hall of fame uh final thoughts on um this is our final section everybody um, the Hall of Fame. Uh, what did you think of the overall cer- ceremony? Best and worst performers, um, and Mr. T. Well, I mean, clear. Obviously, anyone that watched knows the best. The best one was um, was top to bottom, easily in a landslide. It was um, Jake, and then obviously the clearly the easily the worst was T, uh, Mr. T. So. Uh, I like petite. I liked um, Lita's. It just went on a little bit too long. Um, yep. I, I love her antidotes. Yeah, uh, she looked great. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, Sorry to objectify, love, but um, yeah, uh, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I love what everything that Jake had to say. I love um, Diamond Dallas Page explaining the story about living with Jake. Yes. Uh, I loved hearing Razor Ramon is short but sweet to the point, and you know I never thought I was even going to get that moment. So it was you know and he first looked time. just like he did in the nineties. Pretty much, yeah. Diamond uh, Dallas Page saved saved those two boys. Um, and then Warrior that was great, and now is you know it's something more of, of a bit. Um, I don't want to say Omnius. Omnius would be more of the uh, the promo that people are. It's funny. 
with with him and people talking about his you know potential you know possible death talk that he had at Raw uh-huh. is like y'all not realize like ever from like ninety one from nineteen ninety like since the Hogan feud to like after in his career all he talked about was dark stuff like that. Sound like Tupac. So I don't really know. Well, I'm not. I'm just gonna plant. Just <laughs> jump over that. Um, so I don't understand why no people selling. thought. I don't understand. I mean, I mean, obviously you forget that sort of thing. But like people that watch wrestling, like, nah, bro, this is kind of his thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, just to hear him talk about you know certain things, and then you know the letter that came out previously explaining when he stuck Vince up for his for paper, and you're like, he's really this is this is guy that. Um, had trust trust issues, and he's this guy that um had these insecurities. He was a businessman, and he's also this guy that um. Even now that you know the fat time that he was gone, he missed it, and like that's what happens to most of these guys. You're in front of these crowds of twenty thousand people every single night or yeah. every other night, and then you're not, and then you're not, and you don't get that kind of rush. And the same thing that happens with other athletes. Like, what can you fill that void with that? You know this, this seemingly gigantic chasm in your life of this adrenaline uh, thing, mm-hmm. and he seemed legitimately happy to be back. It wasn't like a, it didn't seem like a business thing. Like he seemed like he was legitimately happy to be back, and he and to see him and you signed know, a three-year deal or whatever, yeah, know, contract. And I mean, sad. Yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 that's why it's made it so shocking. It seemed like. For the first time in years, like everything was aligned to be perfectly fine with him and the company for the first time in like twenty four years. Yeah. And But y'all ain't down with Triple he H. Missed out on it. And and it's all all it's all on behalf of Triple H. And y'all ain't much. down with Triple H. Man, kiss my ass and the th- and another thing about this Triple H thing is you can say what you want about when he got it when he got on to being number one and all the guys that were clearly above him all like left. He you know, he kept other guys from getting his spot. When he was with the guys that were the transcendent guys in the company, mm-hmm. he put them over so well while maintaining while looking like he could actually legitimately beat them. Like he made Austin look fantastic when he wrestled him. He made Rock look awesome when he wrestled him. He made Undertaker look awesome when he wrestled him. He made Sean look awesome when he wrestled him. Everybody that he ever feuded with that was above him, he made them look fantastic. Now, he doesn't get props for that. No. But there's something to be said about making guys look fantastic in the ring. And that's one of the reasons why Daniel Bryan's a world heavyweight champion. And that's one of the reasons Bret Hart uh, won the belt. That's one of the reasons Shawn Michaels yep. won the belt. It's one of the reasons Dolph Ziggler gets praised um, by, you know, everyone. Yes. Um... Yes, but uh, you you look throughout history. That's why Ric Flair is revered the way yes. he is. is I, he, I can go out there and put on a fifteen minute match with a mop. <laughs> Run it. Shawn, uh, Mike, Shawn Michaels quote unquote uh, wrestled a ladder in Mass Square Garden. Yeah, uh, it was a uh, back to the Hall of Fame speeches. Like it was a very it, it kind of caught me off guard. Jake went second, but his speech is just very gripping because I've listened to Jake, you know, over the last couple of years, um, hit a couple of the, um, interview circuits, like around podcasts. And every time I hear him, it was like, I had to stop whatever I was doing and listen to Jake because it, his voice is that powerful 
and I've always been like I wrote a column long, uh, a while ago talking about Survivor Series 1989 and Hogan Jake was on Hogan's team and I found myself like you know cheering for Jake more than anybody else like you know on that team was Jake Hogan and Demolition against uh, Zeus um, Million Dollar Man and the Powers of Pain and Jake just drew me to the screen with not only the way he moved in the ring but the DDT the uh the whole snake you know doing the you know pointing at the sky and moving his hand around you know the ddt symbol like his promos were unreal um and jake the snake roberts is one of my all-time favorites um uh, and it was it felt wonderful to see him on the stage it felt wonderful to see him come out for old school raw it was just like man like jake is gonna get the moments that almost were designed for warrior now uh what what they thought they were going to look for a warrior um maybe maybe not i think they might have concerns um for the way his voice sounds yes yes he's old other than that like you know you said he's had some problems but you know but i mean like as far as no no yeah yeah, like like, i'm saying like as far as having to come out and cut promos maybe maybe not because that but that'd be the only reason why they wouldn't at this point unless you know something he go Heaven forbid that you know he goes off the rails again. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that would probably be my only pause because you know they're they're image conscious. That's you know, um, Jr. was basically explaining after his third case with Bell's palsy. That's pretty much the reason why he's not on air right yeah. now. Um, so I mean, if that's if that's their prerogative, that's their prerogative. Right. But um, it was a great I, moment I was, as a wrestling fan. Um. I figured out Mr. T loved his mama a lot. And I'm, not, I, I'm not selling that joke. That's um, too easy. I'm you not know, selling your joke. Mr. T's mama was, you know, this one of the stars of the Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, Still not selling his joke. It was wonderful to see Kane come out there and uh, interrupt. And, you know, unfortunately, Mr. T couldn't any longer talk about his mama. Yeah, that's one thing that people have talked about now because this is the first time it's ever been watched in its entirety. Mm-hmm. So people were complaining about how long it was. Like, well, you that's probably, just probably like that. It's every probably year. like this every single year. Just we finally got hip to it. Uh, so I'm assuming next year they have people like I don't care what she got what she got to say. Just need to see word count. If you, so, and I can guess they made how long it is off the word count. Right. So if you come out here with a uh, with 20,000 words, they're, nah, you need to trim that down some. Um, but yeah, the Hall of Fame was a, it was a great moment as a wrestling fan for me. Um, it was, it was tough to stay up for four hours, damn near, but, um, (laughs) yeah, it was pretty much that long. Um, I can't wait, who, who gets it next year? Do they put the rock in next year? Do they, you know, who knows? Does Macho Man finally get in? Does Owen Hart, you know, get in? Who knows? Um, just a quick thing for the Macho Man thing. Like, just so y'all know, Macho Man cannot headline the Hall of Fame because he's not there. They have to put in someone like The Rock with him. So don't get mad when he's not the headliner. So <laughs> I'm saying this now. You really have to actually explain that to people? Yes. Like, they're not, they're not going to come These are the out. same people that didn't know Nancy Grace would exploit a wrestler's death. <laughs> good point good good point but um you got anything to add James before we get up out of here 
Not really, man. Just um, just I don't know what this how this how to handle this come down. Like this entire week, or the entire like month leading to WrestleMania, I, I don't think I've watched as much wrestling for my life. And now that it's over, I catch myself like rewatching WrestleMania matches, like WrestleMania 30 matches. I keep watching Daniel Bryan versus Triple H and Daniel Bryan winning the belt. And well, I have it forever now. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't, That's I, why you I need, need a stop. WWE network, no, man. No, I don't need that because then he still know, doesn't own a WWE network. I don't people. need it. I got this here thing called YouTube, and at this point, like when it's not in front of my, like it's there in front of my face with tip my hands, and I just, I don't like, it won't just be there because I'm a binge watcher. I know what that'll do to me. I'll be and they say you'd be like, yeah, so I haven't seen James in like a month. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I need. I need to. You know, I need to do things. That, you know, function as a working member of society so nah it's not for me yet maybe um maybe in the next few months but you know they're gonna be adding stuff and the content they're gonna be adding is gonna be lovely I'm still I'm still holding out until the Monday Night Wars I need this Nitro in my life um but uh for the rest of us wrestling fans you know the wrestling will never stop uh we can watch whatever we want ECW WCW WCCW old school WWE pay-per-views any WrestleMania you want, it's all there. Um, NXT and from the Can you moment watch TNA. No, <laughs> um, from the moment. Why would you? I just, yeah. I just wanted to say that though. From the moment they dropped the network to WrestleMania 30, that's this has probably been the greatest period of being a wrestling fan of my life. Hey, quick question though, right? What do you think of them being so short of their their goal of having a million by WrestleMania? Anybody? I thought it was a million within the first year, from no, what I heard. No, originally it was they wanted a million for WrestleMania or whatever number it was by WrestleMania, and then they end up being woefully short. So now the I so am, now the plan is to get a million by the end of the year. I I was under I was under the assumption that it was that's why a million for the year. That's why their stock went. Like went down a good deal. Like and also the the streak, you know, they don't have that selling thing of streak that made the stock yeah, dip a little bit too. That's kind of people look. But I don't really think I don't see six hundred sixty seven thousand as a failure because no, 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 they no, no. made like forty mean, million dollars off. Well, the thing <laughs> is, they thought they were going to make a lot more money than that, and so that's why people bought so much stock. And then uh -huh. you know, how, you know, that's how it works typically. So, um, I mean. I'm not a I'm not a marketing analyst, Neither so I can't. I, I, but, but I just I have I have the stock thing, and I actually don't ask me why I do this. But I've had ever since the uh, announcement of the network, I've kept an eye on WWE stock, and it went up, and then it just dropped like four points or whatever. Yeah. Um, like it kept going up and up and up. I was like, man, I should buy some WWE stock. Like, no. and I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't really know how the stock market shit works, but um. I think it's just, you know, WrestleMania season, this is the peak time they're going to get subscribers. I think they're going to do something later in the year on the network that's going to, there's going to be another wave that's going to drive more buyers in. Like, there's going to be something that you can't miss. Like, you know, how WrestleMania was the huge, you know, oh, see WrestleMania for $10 with all these reviews. Like, is they're going to have to come up with, like, some exclusive Super exclusive content. Well, my suggestion, like I said before we started this podcast, would be like they need to do something. They need to make SummerSlam bigger. Mm -hmm. 
whatever like does it whatever that entails i don't know but they need to make that a bigger bigger because that's SummerSlam is on the tier of itself as far as like yeah it's not wrestlemania but it's clearly better than everything else they have as a wrestlemania mm-hmm. review so they need to they need to figure out how to make that a bigger event um but well we'll see I don't think they're done. I mean, they've they they've been on a roll since Punk left, so we'll figure out what they got to sleeve. Yeah, but I think that's it. Do you just leave it on CM Punk lost? Uh, well, I just want to talk real quick. Okay. I know we're running super over, but uh, this is a extended WrestleMania podcast, so um, it's up a week late. Yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, it's a one week, week after. That's that's fine. You know, the, the nation understands we have lives. Um, I don't. I don't think 667,000 is a failure. Um, I think it should be looked at as a success. It's the first, like... Well, I don't mean... I didn't mean it that way. I meant it as far as based off of what they wanted. and what Based they on what they with. wanted. Yeah, it's just, it's underwhelming. Just I, remember, based on I, thought, numbers. I remember I said to you, I thought they were going to be like... I said, like, the thought process would be, it would make sense for them to be at, like, a half a million or something like that. Maybe even more than that, I said. But mm-hmm. they, they all did that, but it's just... Vince is ambitious, as we've known, but from the XFL and it's uh, a failure on one front. But you have to realize it was only available in North America. The rest of the world hasn't got a chance to subscribe to it yet. That's true, but my my counter would be to that: like, how many places are watching wrestling outside American wrestling outside of America? Canada, uh, <coughs> the UK. I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it at a point to where they're going to rack up four hundred thousand or four hundred or whatever it would take to get to that million eventually or whatever. Like in the, in, uh, a, in a fast pace too. And the thing is, they're not planning on getting all that stuff outside until the end of this year or the beginning of next year. And they'll they'll, they'll slowly trinkle in. Like I think they'll get up to around around like eight hundred, nine hundred, and then you know by that time, you know people will hop down. My thing is, I don't really... By next WrestleMania, they'll definitely have a million. It shouldn't... I would assume so, too. Um, my thing is, I I don't think that what they should go for is to get... Um, so, like... If they keep a steady bait, a steady diet of having X amount number... Let's say they have 500,000, half a million people. Mm-hmm. Four years from now. That means they have made how much money? Still, like all those, like yeah, that, like, that so, shit adds like, up. Eventually, once it depends on how many people they're going to sustain after the initial <laughs> six months. Like mm. that's what matters more than what they're doing right now. And as far as how many people they have, because you know there's going to be million, there's going to be thousands of people that get it for six months, drop it, and then you know pick it back up because next WrestleMania is coming or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, because oh, if I get this, I get WrestleMania and SummerSlam, so then I can drop it and then I'll pick it up again or whatever. And I think it goes hand in hand with a price raise. Like there are reports that you know next year they may go up to eleven ninety nine or twelve ninety nine. That's fine. There are gonna be people that are diehard and want it because I mean it's still Look, gonna be it's still I'll gonna pay all the twenty five dollars a month for this. That's my the, limit. Have all the pay per views. It's still worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you really want, if you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it, and it's still like if you're I'm gonna, gonna get it. If your person is gonna get the pay-per-views or whatever then you're gonna get the network because it still comes out cheaper it still come out way ahead yeah even water giving you these these d-level pay-per-views at the end of the year bro it's <laughs> gonna, i'm 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 dreading that. like i bought a ticket to go to battleground and i'm almost like mm, we'll see it's after money in the bank and it's before SummerSlam. Ooh, 
that is that wow. So they're gonna have like three pay per views and like three pay per views in the span of six weeks. They're gonna run it first week of June. Uh-huh. Um, last week of June, Money in the Bank. Uh huh. July twentieth, Battleground. Uh huh. When's when's SummerSlam? August. August. Late August. Please say late August. Not sure. I have to take a look. If it's August eighteenth, it's like oh no, or uh, mid August is like oh no. Yeah. So I just hope oh, um, no. you know, Battleground two is a lot better than Battleground one. Yeah. So, sneaker. But that um. Sneaker. That's going to wrap up One Nation Radio. Um, the NBA playoffs are coming soon. We haven't talked about basketball in ages. Well, that's because it's been the worst season since, like, 2007. Oh, my gosh. I, Bro, I don't know how much basketball I've watched, but it's not a lot. I've watched enough wrestling. Uh, I said enough wrestling. I've watched enough... Um, I said wrestling again. I've watched enough basketball this year to basically be like, oh, yeah, Durant's MVP, LeBron's second, who cares who's third in, <laughs> like, the East is in shambles. Complete shambles. Yeah. Um, From top to bottom now. But make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Definitely check out the articles. Um, and this is One Nation Radio. Later. Peace.